0: States, 360 degrees high high 360 degrees high high 360 360 360 degrees high high
1: Good evening and welcome to all you listeners to Full Circle. This is our cultural affairs radio magazine produced by apprentices of the KPFA First Voice Apprenticeship Program. Tonight, our show is all about naturopathic medicine. We will be spending the hour with Dr. Vera Vera Singleton and Dr. Marcus Lorenzo Penn. We'll hear about hormones, how they deeply affect our lives, and how it can prevent women from, su- from succeeding in business. Also, we'll learn about an upcoming self-care retreat. Hear about the Black Wellness Center in San Francisco and ask you to call us with your questions for a Q&A part of the show. All that and more. I'm your host, Zakia G.E.K. Part. Stay tuned. <music> Hello, and welcome back to Full Circle. Tonight, Dr. Vera Singleton, an integrative naturopathic doctor will talk about how she helps high-performing women regain control of their hormones as an MBA and former project manager Dr. Vera understands the true impact of how life can be affected by poor health she has been successfully helping hundreds of women reconnect to their bodies using a philosophy of natural solutions to help women feel alive and full of energy again so they can create huge impact in their life. She is a private practice. She has a private practice in Lafayette, California, and and an honored graduate of Southwest Naturopathic Medical College, an alumni of the University of Michigan and Wayne State, Illinois, Litch School of Business. Dr. Singleton, welcome. And thank, thank, you. thank you for joining us tonight on Full Circle. Thank you, Zakia. You're quite welcome. So I would like to begin tonight by
2: you telling us what is naturopathic medicine? Mm, That's a good question. I get that very often. Naturopathic medicine, it's a combination of using traditional medicine. So as you were to go into uh, your primary care doctor's office, we would do everything that the primary care docs would do but in addition to that we also are looking at you as a whole person so not just looking to give you a pill or prescription to solve a problem but looking at your diet looking at your lifestyle and looking at the ways we can optimize your body biochemically i like that yeah. And and what you end up getting is a much more comprehensive approach where you find the core problem, right? Which mm-hmm. is what doesn't happen a lot of times. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, uh, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a band-aid approach, but you don't really get to the core of the problem. And most people want to get to the core of why they're feeling tired or why they're feeling depressed or anxious or why their hormones are out of balance. So... It's a way to incorporate not just traditional primary care medicine, but to incorporate all of the power of Mother Nature and what uh, what she has to offer in terms of how that can help our body to become rebalanced.
1: Mm-hmm. I really like that approach because you're using um, Western medicine, you're using natural medicine. and so you can actually give the patient what the patient actually needs and and prefers and oftentimes and um, and that's allowing the patient to really um, take charge to know about their body it's their body so they should know about their body and to find out with the doctor what's best for them so that is absolutely brilliant
2: and, and I really love it thank you yeah it, and I feel like It's really where medicine is. uh, It's the next century. It's the next version of medicine. Mm -hmm. We're finding that there's a lot of studies starting to be done as as cleanly as they can be done um, with using some integrative approaches. And when we think about integrative medicine, we're really talking about not just uh, using naturopathic, but also incorporating chiropractic and incorporating acupuncture Mm. and yoga in medicine. Meditation mm. and how all of these things work in concert together to bring your body back into balance. Because oftentimes, yeah, sometimes it's diet and sometimes you just need extra supplementation, but sometimes you just need to take a moment to de stress. Mm. And oftentimes we don't do that. Yeah, I understand that stress causes so
1: many problems, and that's something that a lot of people. Are probably not aware of because as um, people here in America I know that lives are very stressful I mean you know think of thinking of my life and how you know stressful I get and I don't even know it half the time right and I'm not even dealing um, with a, a stressful job right now like a lot of people right have exactly. to deal with on a daily basis and so I can only imagine the type of
2: stress they must be having. Yes, and many a times when people are seeing, uh, seek out naturopathic doctors or integrative doctors, um, Mm -hmm. they're looking for um, something different. Oftentimes they have seen multiple physicians Mm -hmm. uh, and haven't been able to get to the real problem or even find that some of the medications are giving uh, hasn't really solved the problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, it's very interesting. I, I get clients coming in uh, that have seen Stanford docs that have seen, you know, lots of doctors from Alta Bates and Stummits and sometimes it's three and four and five doctors wow. and it seems, you know, can be intimidating because, you know, Stanford is the cream of the crop, but. Um, when you just take the body in its very simplistic form, right? if you're looking at if there's an imbalance, you want to correct it. Oh, and cool. if you think about, um, and I'm making this very simplistic, if you think about riding an imbalance, you want to take out the obstacles that are calling, causing that imbalance. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just as simple as a dietary change or just as simple as you need to take a timeout mm-hmm. once a day for 30 minutes to quiet your body and to quiet your mind. Because oftentimes we see stress really plays an impact in our hormonal level Mm -hmm. tremendously. And like you said, a lot of people don't realize the impact of what stress can do for their bodies and stress can um, create behaviors, unknown and unconscious behaviors.
1: Mm -hmm. And diet is a a really big one. Uh, When I look at how people eat, I don't, you know, it, it's, it's amazing to me that they're able to function on a daily basis because people are so into quick food and fast food. And I know the way that I was raised to cook from scratch, you know, which takes more time, but it nourishes your body. And so I'm wondering, you know, um, how do you run into this? Very often, people that have these horrendous um, diets on fast foods. And how do you get them to
2: to really change to, um, to eat healthy? It really comes down to um, understanding what's at the core of a person's desire. Mm-hmm. So if someone is very interested in losing weight or they're very interested in sleeping better, you provide incentives for them to uh, give it a trial and see how if you didn't eat sugar or if you took out wheat for a week, how would that impact your sleep? How would that impact your stress level or your depression? Uh, and oftentimes when I see clients, they're they're desperate enough mm-hmm. that they're willing to try anything mm. because nothing else has worked thus far. Okay, So... Most people who come in with fast food may not have an understanding, again, the mindfulness about the impact of food and how it really relates to the quality of pain that they're experiencing, mm-hmm. or again, their migraines, or, you know, in the case of women, their PMS symptoms, or even hot flashes per se. Yeah. So there's not that connection there. So when you gain mindfulness, this is just like when you um, when you hire a coach or a personal trainer. They bring lots of insight into your life that you didn't have before. Everyone knows that when you go for a walk or when you go for a run, you start to burn calories. But there's a specific way that you go about certain exercises and certain positions that makes that activity happen faster. Mm-hmm. So same thing goes for... Um, making dietary changes or making lifestyle changes to support when you want it enough you make the change mm, mm-hmm. and there's some quite honestly there's some patients who aren't quite ready mm-hmm. and that's okay they you have to be ready and you have to have a little a level of commitment to make the change and but when you make the change it's sustainable and not just sustainable for you it then reaches out to your family. Oh, it yes. reaches out to your partner, to your parents, to your coworkers, even, because everyone will see how you begin to shift, and they will want the same for themselves. Yes, that, that is so true. I, I can bear witness to that. Yes.
1: So, Dr. Singleton, I wanted to ask you about um, hormonal change um, with, um, with women. How have you? How have you seen you? Uh, can you talk a little about how hormones affect our life,
2: and in particular, women with busy schedules, yes. high-powered jobs, yes. Many times, and I, and I'll give you a little bit of background about myself because this really makes the story extra juicy. Mm-hmm. When I, this is my second career in being a doctor, and I worked as a project manager previously. You know, sixty-hour weeks, very mm-hmm. stressed crazy work-life balance. And what I noticed is I was tired a lot, dependent on coffee to bring me up, Mm. dependent on alcohol to take me down from a stressful day. Mm -hmm. And this happened over and over and over again. And I was in a position, a fast-track management position. So sort of my career was defined for me. Everything was going along as it should. And I said to myself, something has to be something has to shift because I feel like if I continue on this path more and more, something's gonna break. Mm. Something's not going to function well, and I didn't want it to be me. So what I noticed, and and, and I got help from a, a physician at the time, what I noticed is in hindsight, it was an hormonal imbalance, right? It was stress-induced. Uh, I wasn't eating a good diet and even basic Mediterranean style diet. I wasn't doing that. And this is, I was in my 20s at the time. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of forgiveness when you're in your 20s <laughs> on your diet. But when you, in hindsight, when I discovered uh, that it was in hormonal imbalance, I looked at the way that my thyroid was functioning. It was hypo-functioning. It wasn't functioning right. Mm. And I looked at the way my blood sugar was functioning. That too was out of balance. So, if I had continued on that track, for most women who uh, are in high stress jobs and they get into the postmenopausal age range, the risks for heart attacks go up, mm. especially when they're high performing professional women. That's the most common mm-hmm. issue. So when I made that change, I became mindful about how my hormones were impacting my behavior. And it wasn't just, the projects that I didn't take on, it was how I interacted with people at work and how I didn't really have that spunk and that drive Mm -hmm. like I needed to in order to get ahead. Mm -hmm. And what I find is, you know, women don't realize that you go through three major hormonal changes in your life. Perry, The initial phase is uh, puberty, right? And that pretty much spans uh, the ages of 14 to 26. And then you decide to get pregnant, right? And we all know our hormones go haywire when you're (laughs) pregnant. Uh, And then after that, you move into a phase I call the peri to post. Perimenopausal, menopausal, and then Mm postmenopausal. Now, if you think about it, your hormonal body is changing, and therefore your behaviors are also changing because Behavior is largely dictated by your hormones, right? Mm-hmm. If you're hungry, you take the action to go get food. Of course. And this is insulin essentially telling or getting the signal that your glucose level is too low. So you go and take the action to have food into your body and then your blood sugar rises. So when you have these major hormonal fluctuations throughout these time periods, you better believe that if you're having... Instances of feeling moody or depressed or feeling withdrawn or not having adequate levels of sleep, then you're going to have behaviors that are uh, subsequent to that. If you're an irritable person and people begin to know you at work as an irritable person, mm-hmm. they'll stereotype you and mm. they'll treat you as that. Um they may not see you as being a person who's easy to get along with. And therefore you won't be included in teams and projects that require team playing. So when you, when you take the opportunity to get mindful and to be um, in tune with your body and write this imbalance, there's a lot of things that can open up for you really dramatically. But a lot of us, again, don't realize this big impact and how it's really connecting with our careers.
1: Mhm.
2: Okay. Well,
1: that I tell you, that is um a lot of information that's um absolutely essential for I think everyone to know. Women of the especially. course especially. But yeah, also for, for men to know because um we are always interacting with our husbands, our boyfriends, our you know, fathers, and et cetera. So, um, so they can also understand uh, what's going on with this um, hormonal imbalance. Um, so, Dr. Singleton, um, I, I know you have a website. Um, can you give us the information
2: how people can contact you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, And I wanted to extend an offer to some of the listeners who really are interested in... Oh, why don't you do that? Ten seconds. Yeah. Uh, So my website is drverasingleton.com backslash hormones, and you can uh, get a a spot on my calendar for a free 30-minute consultation. Okay, That's an incredible gift.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: that is an incredible gift. Thank you
1: for that. Um, okay, so we are going to... Um, uh, later on in the show, we're going to have a call-in um, portion of the show. So I want to get the number now so people can write it down. It's 510-848... 4425, but don't call now. I'll let you know when. Again, that number 510 848 4425. And we will have, um, at this time, we're going to have a music break. And um, the music is uh, It's Magic.
3: can I hear violins it's magic the stars in shake skies rush nestles in your eyes it's magic without a golden one Mystic charms Fantastic things begin
0: When I'm in your
3: head Baby, when we walk hand in hand The world becomes a wonderland it's
0: magic how else can i explain those rainbows when there is no
3: rain it's magic do you hear me
1: Such a beautiful song, sung by James Brown. It's magic. And I was sitting here thinking, hmm, it's so magical when my body feels good and, and things are in order. Um, so that that's magic for me. And before we went to the music break, uh, I have Dr. Uh, Marcus Lorenzo Penn standing by um, on the phone. And I'm going to interview him next. And so... Welcome, Dr. Marcus Lorenzo Penn. Are you there, Dr. Marcus? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, I just want to say that uh, Dr. Marcus Lorenzo Penn, MD, CYT, is a native of San Francisco and currently lives in Oakland, California, harnessing his many talents as a physician a uh, photographic artist yoga teacher wellness con- cons, uh, cons- consultant <laughs> excuse me workshop facilitator poet author and speaker dr Penn is passionate about living seeing and moving through life fully as a community Health and wellness consultant, Dr. Penn has over 10 years experience working with diverse ethnic populations and age groups, focusing much attention on minority and underserved populations of community. He provides health education and promotes good health and wellness through preventative health practices. Well, Dr. Penn, I have to say that you... Do so much, and it's so wonderful because I know it's all related. And I welcome you, and thank you for joining us this this uh, evening on Full Circle.
4: Thank you so much. It's truly my pleasure, and uh, and a joy to be in conversation with you on health and wellness and connection.
1: Okay. Well, I I want to ask you um, your decision to change your focus oh. as a physician of radiology. Um, how did this change come about you know what made you decide to change your focus
4: yes Uh, and actually I I, um, I'm not a radiologist I had worked in a radiation oncology department before at UC San Francisco okay Uh, just to clarify Uh, yes and what brought about the shift was um, I can really say the beginning of my self-care journey as uh, as my organization is uh, called self-care reform wellness I um, I really had to look at that when I was towards the tail end, at the tail end of my medical education, where uh, two things, two things had, had taken place, where coming into it, I wasn't quite feeling an excitement to go into any particular specialty, and, uh, and also just kind of not feeling the passion that a lot of my other classmates had in, uh, in to go into any particular area. And so that was going on, and at the same time, uh, about four months before I graduated, uh, my mother was diagnosed with a brain tumor, hmm. and uh, and it, it was operable, but it wasn't all able to um, to be removed. Uh, and so, uh, with all that being together. Um, I, I recognized that I needed to take some, a step back. So for two reasons, for myself to see where I wanted to be within medicine, or if I wanted to be, and then also to, uh, to care for my mother as she um, was, was coming back from a brain tumor. And so during that time, or just at that transition time when I had graduated, I also graduated from Howard University College of Medicine in Washington, D.C., I uh, was introduced to yoga literally the month after I graduated and I can say that that was a big transition point just with that introduction of a mode of self-care as as I call it now, and a mode of healing that, um, that I just felt such a connection to after my very first class. You know, I, um, was on you know the two-foot by six-foot mat, and hearing all these interesting named poses. Uh, but all I knew is the, the good feeling that I had felt uh, all those times that I had taken that class. And, and so just fast-forwarding um, in, in caring for my mom, who unfortunately had a uh, transition about a year and a half thereafter in November of '04, um, at that time, I really had to look okay, let me, let me give medicine one more chance, uh, and, uh, and I'd gone to my internship at Highland Hospital uh, here in Oakland, and it was there that that self my very first and profound self-care decision uh, came about where I said, you know, my work in the hospital is not where I'm to contribute to health and wellness. And I can speak of it now much more, you know, empowered, but at the time (laughs) it was actually an emotional decision, you know, and knowing that I had gone this long path and had so many folks help me along this journey and for me to more than just pivot to actually stop it. And so, uh, so it took some, some soul-searching. It took some, uh, a lot of self-care uh, with, uh, with myself and, you know, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Uh, and, then, um, and then I just, you know, in the years that had uh, gone past that, I reconnected with my yoga, reconnected with my passion for health and wellness and preventive care and complementary and alternative medicine. And, and uh, during that time, I just had grown my consultancy, um largely with yoga based principles of body mind and spirit for health and wellness so yes. that's the snippet uh-huh. <laughs> of so, the journey well, uh, and uh, I'm just I'm very glad that I made the decision I have no regrets
1: yes whatsoever. yes and I see that that has really um, changed your life and impacted it in such a way mm-hmm. I, I Uh, Dr. Marcus, I know that you are currently working at the Black Wellness Center in San Francisco. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about your work there?
4: Most definitely. And so it is Rafiki Coalition for Health and Wellness. In San Francisco, the executive director is Perry Lang. And I um, am the uh, the wellness uh, program manager there. Uh, so their programs that we have are, uh, we have yoga classes, uh, I've taught a couple, but that's, that's not my capacity there. So we have yoga classes, uh, exercise classes, um, aerobics classes, and we have also complementary and alternative medicine. So massage, acupuncture, uh, chiropractic, uh, we have health screenings, uh, we have health education, we have nutrition education, all of that wrapped together. Into, into our, our wellness services. And so we have a wonderful wellness team there that helps to bring all of these together. And, uh, and just this past Saturday, we had what we call um, our first Saturday health party that encapsulates all those pieces into one, one day. So we have movement and we have a food demonstration, we have health screenings, massages, uh, and then health education all at the end, all in three hours.
1: Is that what I'd be seeing tomorrow?
4: Uh, no, no, that's that's a different event. Okay, it's first Saturdays that uh, that take place at Rafiki in San Francisco, six oh one, Cesar Chavez. In
1: okay. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um. So now you've talked some about your yoga uh, practice, and and you also you're you meditate. You have yes. uh, you're a practitioner of meditation. Yes. And yes. um, and I, you want to share a little bit more about that? Uh,
4: Yes, indeed. You know, I can uh, say that uh, as I was going through medical school, I may not have used the term meditation when I needed to um, go out in nature and just decompress. You know, now I can say when I was doing that, that was meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and so after I had come back, I had connected with an organization called um, the Health Conductors and uh, and they the the conduction of health uh, was that the theme was with Herod Tubman. And so it was through that organization and through their um, four month program that I really connected with my own space of meditation, and particularly just as as a black male and uh, And so there was a cohort of uh, of gentlemen that we connected with, and so we all supported each other. In our meditation practice, in our, a lot of us, it was our beginning meditation practice. And, uh, and I can just say from there, I, uh, largely was able to grow my own, uh, meditation practice and, uh, and blessedly I was, uh, taught, um, transcendental meditation where there's a mantra that I use as well, a okay. little, little deeper meditation. And I can just say that, uh, with my consistent, meditation practice and i encourage the listeners with any type of meditation practice whether it's just quiet sitting again going out into nature just having your time taking specific time for you that that just allows my mind to align things so much quicker uh my uh my mood is more elevated Uh, i draw connections easier and there's just I, i just um Feel such a connection to everyone and everything, so much more, and uh, and that's what lets me know where I am with my meditation practice. If I start to fall off, then you know I feel a little little less aligned during the days uh, that many times can be quite full.
1: Yes, I can I can attest to that also. <laughs> I'm a meditator, and yeah, yeah, so when something's wrong, that's what I have to do. Um, I want to give out the number for callers for the call-in uh, Q and A part of the show sure. um, again, and that number is five one zero. 848 4425 again that number 510 848 4425 and we will be going into the Q&A portion of the show after um uh, in a little bit mm-hmm. we'll let you know when to call so Dr uh, Marcus I yeah. just want to say that that definitely um is uh quite Interesting, and I I know that our audience is really enjoying how you have integrated all of these modalities in your practice and how it really. works for you, and I'm sure your clients, your patients, um, it also works for for them also. Truly. Um,
4: You know, and what I share, what I jokingly say with a lot of my clients and organizations is that uh, with all of the self-care tools that I share, um, I test them out on myself. Uh (laughs) I am my own focus group. You know, I'm not only (laughs) the president, but I'm also my own client, and I have to be, you know. Uh, and like I said, it, it was a self-care decision that allowed me to grow my self-care reform wellness organization. So um, so that's where I come from in, in all of my instruction, teaching, facilitation, and coaching uh, is that I, I know it works and uh, and I give the testimony.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great. And that's a, a big difference from mm-hmm. um, you know, from what most people are accustomed to, you know. True. Like I know myself as the nurse, I have mm-hmm. to give pills, but I can't tell my patient that I know what this pill is, you know, right. is going to besides the theory. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can say that this is what the pill is supposed to do, but I have never taken that pill. Whereas with meditation and yoga and um et cetera, I've done those things and I know the good that I've received f- received from it, so I can attest to that, so I do understand what you're talking about, and, and that makes a, um, a big difference for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people. So, Dr. Marcus, I um, I know you as a photographer, physician, in addition to a poet. Yes. And so I I want you to tell me a little bit about, you know, and our audience, of course, a little bit about the artist side of you.
4: (laughs) Thank you. You know, and I I always say that the artist was always first uh, Mm. in me, and uh, I I always... um, Think back to uh, when my my parents would joke with me when they would talk about uh, me drawing, where I would literally draw on the walls (laughs) (laughs) of our house. You know, and even at five, six, seven years old, those white walls were canvases to me. And, you know, I would have images in my mind and they would have to be reproduced on something, you know. And so uh, so I chuckled at that um, and, and just know that the artist was before any of the medicine, any, anything, or was very much before, you know, my love of science and, and health. Um, so that was there. And I was... So I was initially a, a drawer and sketcher. And, uh, and then around at 10 years old, I was introduced to a photography. I had received uh, a Minolta camera, 16 disc. Those of oh. you may recall that type of film from way back.
2: Because
4: uh-huh. uh, it allowed por- nice portable cameras. And uh, it's so funny how that's translated now to cell phones because it's that same size that I uh, enjoyed that camera. Uh, but for me, photography... I can actually say it's a meditation. Hmm. It's a meditation because before taking any photo, um, I have to be still. And not only do I have to be still, I have to be open to the surroundings. And in that openness, there's vulnerability. And in that vulnerability, I can allow myself to be captured by whatever is going on. So you know that that 's what meditation and meditative practice is all about opening ourselves to receive whether it 's instruction or a message or uh, a, a direction of awareness and for me um, photography is that and uh, i have thankfully um, my parents have Helped me to see much of the world, so I've I've done a lot of globe trotting. Um, blessedly, been able to go to six of the seven continents, and Antarctica. Hopefully, in the next two years. Um, Doctor, Dr. I've,
1: Penn, yes, yeah. uh, our time is uh, coming okay. to an end, but I mm-hmm. don't want to uh, miss out on your talking about a little bit about the upcoming events and also um, your website I want to give out or you can give out.
4: Yes, yes, and so my website is www.selfcarereform.net, and uh, it's www.selfcarereform.net, and it's Tomorrow, there is a second annual Women's Transformation Networking event in Sacramento, 429 uh, J Street in Sacramento at the Pagoda Building. Uh, and also just letting uh, the listeners know that there is a Mount Shasta self-care retreat that I am facilitating July 29th to August 1st. And all that information is, uh, is on my website, and I'd love to have folks join us.
1: That's great. So Dr. Marcus's um, uh, website, again, is self-care care Reform.net. Yeah. And uh, also you are um, the photographer
0: Yes, that
4: mm-hmm. exactly. It is uh, uh, the, the <laughs> there is the in there, uh-huh. thephotographerphysician.com. And you'll see some samples of photos from Cuba and Ghana and uh, and also Italy and, and many others. And so I definitely want to share that with our listeners too.
1: Okay. So again, the number for calling is uh, area code 510-848-4425. Again, that number, 510 848 4425. So um, at this time, um, I'm going to um, entertain calls. Yes, yes. Your screen. Which one
0: do you want first, Tanika or?
1: Okay. Um, I think that we have Shanrika uh, okay. out of Sacramento. Oh,
4: Wonderful. How about that? That's so perfect.
1: Mm-hmm, it <laughs> is. Right
4: where I am right now, actually.
1: Yes. Are Hello you- everybody. Hello. Welcome. Is this Shamrika? This is Shamrika, yes. Yes, welcome to Full Circle. You have a question uh, for the doctors? You know, I just wanted to just let women
3: know that there are options. Um definitely there are options when the medical establishment, the regular medical doctor tells you, you know, that they're not. So quickly my story in May of this year thinking that I was very healthy, you know, trying to eat right regularly, just going to my pap smear every year, a couple of years, I was diagnosed with fibroids. And what I got from Kaiser was you need to get a hysterectomy. And that was shocking to me. Someone that hasn't had like major operations, no broken bones, no. And then all of a sudden it's like, you go from going into a regular pap smear, Thinking that you're healthy and it's just going to be fine. Two, we need to do an ultrasound and, and a CAT scan. And then all of a sudden, you got fibroids. We need to remove them. And it was shocking to me. It absolutely was shocking. And I'm like, what to do? So the doctor kept calling me saying, we need to schedule your surgery. But I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. This is moving too fast. Let me, let me just give me some space. I got online, did some research, heard, I saw that possibly they can be shrunk. And then I said, well, if I go to the regular doctor, medical doctor, their, their um, response is that we need to go on and do this hysterectomy. But then I see, okay, who can help me to try to shrink these things? If it's a possibility, I wanna do all that I can and on that level instead of just going to under the knife. So then I started calling a few um, naturopathic doctors, and I have been working with Dr. Singleton for the last month. Um, we've been working. This was soon after you know I got that diagnosis, and I'm like, hey, can you you know, g- give me some time? I need to tell you my story, and, and what do you think you can do, if anything? And she's like, you know what? We're going to work. We're going to do some things. We're going to try some various things because you have options. Sometimes you may need to have a hysterectomy because the fibroid is leaning on various organs and it could it could cause your death. So you may need it, but not all need to have, and not every woman needs to have that hysterectomy. You have options, and so I just want to say, Doctor Singleton has really helped me to have hope because the doctor from Kaiser, if I just listened to them, I had no hope, and I would have you know went I would have went on and had the hysterectomy. So it's going on a month with working with Dr. Singleton, and um, things are really going great. She has had me to uh, change my diet completely. Now I'm a vegan.
0: <laughs> okay. And, um,
1: Wonderful.
3: <laughs> you know, um, and she's given me various supplements to take, and we're going to measure out my estrogen, progesterone, and other hormone levels. There's, oh, uh, you have options, women. So I just want to make sure that you 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 know that. Whoever's listening This affects black women more than than any other race. So we don't
1: just have to go under the knife. We don't. Go out and search. Yeah. Shanrika, thank you so much for that uh, testimonial. That's so important for women to hear and to know because some women don't know they have options. And so it's important, very important to know that, yes, we do have options. Thank you for that call. Oh, do you want um, to...
2: Yes, Dr. Singleton, you yeah. want to ch- chime in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I just wanted to extend so thank thank you for sharing, Shanrika, your story. I think it's really inspiring for a lot of other women to know that there's choices. Um, you know, when you when we talk about fibroids, it can be a very disconcerting diagnosis to get, but. Um, if you think about the big impact of the blood loss that happens when you have fibroids, the pain that happens, the disruption in your menstrual cycles, there are a lot of women who are walking around with fibroids and in a significant amount of pain. And you know, just to link together, it's really difficult to focus and be present when you have this thing sitting in your abdomen. And it can be very disconcerting to where it can start to affect your behavior to affect the way that you move in life, to affect your the way that you exercise. And so it's great to have and great to know that there's options available and that you don't have to elect uh, removing your ability to have children just because of this growth. There are ways to um, reverse the growth.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Dr. Singleton. So uh, we have our next caller on the line. Um, Tamika from Oakland. Are you there?
5: Yes. Hi.
1: Hi, Tamika. Do you have a question for the doctors?
5: Yes. Yes. I'm. I'm also a physician of color. Um, I'm a Western okay. medicine physician, but I'm definitely open to the integrative medicine um, world. But what I find is that um, for a lot of my Black patients, there seems to be a stigma um, where it seems that uh, wellness and spirituality is is for moneyed people or white people. So I guess the question for uh, Dr. Vera and Dr. Marcus is, how do we change this perception um, that wellness and spirituality are for one type of person and not another?
4: Hmm. Well, um, I, 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 thank you so much uh, for calling um, and, and always appreciate knowing uh, there's, you know, there's, there's another uh, physician of color out there. Um, you know, when you speak about spirituality and, and health, you know it's it's interesting because uh, when a lot when we think about being in a lot of our black churches, we hear about when folks are either sick sick and shut in or or in the hospital that we pray, you know, for them. So in my mind, I'm seeing that connection of spirituality and and health and medicine, uh, particularly within the African American community, as as strong. You know, we pray before surgeries, we pray before. You know procedures, and uh, a lot of us, a lot of us do, and um, and so I see that connection. Uh, but to in, to what you're speaking on in that, some folks, you know, may see a a, a divide or or more of a uh, separation between the two. Um, I, I just bring it back to. Uh, you know to a lot of our you know African tradition uh, health and medicine there there was always that connection of spirituality and medicine and a lot of the uh, even outside of just our African traditions, a lot of the traditional medicine uh, and I, I would imagine that uh, Dr. Vera can speak on this too a lot of the traditional medicine uh, and natural medicine has a spiritual origin and component, and you know I, I remember when I was in Ghana where there are certain barks of trees that had a special, you know, healing power. And it's like, how did they know that those barks of tree would increase fertility or, um, you know, or uh, or make your, your blood thin or whatnot? So, and, and they say that the tree spoke to them or the higher power uh, connected with them. So uh, so that's that's my take on, on how spirituality and, and medicine come together uh, or have. Uh, and so, and I, I would hope that our listeners uh, may be able to see how those can... Uh, um, can come together versus be separate.
1: Yes, thank you. That's the voice of uh, Dr. Marcus Lorenzo Penn and uh, Dr. Vera Singleton. Did you want to add anything uh, with that? Of course, I do.
2: <laughs> you know, you know, when <laughs> when you think about health, it's a right. It's not an option. Mm-hmm. And when you consider being healthy to be for one race or one socioeconomic class, it's completely absurd. It's when you decide you want to be healthy, you will be healthy. It doesn't take even if you decide that you you're gonna eat conventional fruits and vegetables, at least have conventional fruits and vegetables. It doesn't necessarily have to be organic, but you can make the choice to spend your five dollars on you know, going to grocery outlet and getting enough groceries for a week rather than going to In-N-Out or rather than going to Burger King. You'll get so much more benefit. You'll get so much more hormonal balance, neurotransmitter balance from the whole foods versus eating foods that are laden with sugar and fat and opioids and salt, which is the thing that really contributes to why we as a culture tend to have higher levels of diabetes, higher levels of high blood pressure, right? It stems from your diet. And yes, this is a very basic tenant of um, reaching back to the earth in the African-American community. But somehow we lost that and we don't think necessarily that it's for us. And what I challenge people to do is to reach back into your heart and know that when you're picking up something, know that whatever you put in your mouth, it has to contribute. You always want to add money to your health bank account, Mm -hmm. not withdraw So every time you have uh, fast food or drink soda or, you know, even walk around with anger in your heart, you're withdrawing from your health bank account. And sometimes that can be free. Mm. That has no cost. Mm-hmm.
1: Beautifully put. That was the voice of Dr. Vera Singleton here in the KPFA studios. If you just tuned in, this is Full Circle here on KPFA. On KPFA. And we have another caller. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Leilani. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Uh, are you there? Yes, Leilani. Leilani. Thank you.
5: Yes, good evening. Oh, How good are evening. you?
1: I'm excellent. And yourself?
5: I'm very well, too. Thank you. Okay. Um, and I I only heard the one doctor, but now, then I after the last caller, I heard the other doctor. So, greetings of love and blessing and strength to you all. Thank okay. you. And I am very thankful for your show and your soothing voice. Um. And what I was calling about is because I heard the gentleman doctor saying thank you after different things that you would say. And the spiritual part ties in. I'm sure. What what do you doctors and um, people say about uh, gratitude? And that seems to me to tie into belief. But being grateful because sometimes the you know heart can sag a little or what have you. Belief and just being grateful and uh, Can you say something about that? Because I I appreciated hearing that, thank you, because I know a lot of people do say that a lot.
1: Okay, uh, hold on one second. I just want to get thank the number you. out again, uh, and then I'll okay. let the doctors answer. The number okay. here to call for uh, your question to the doctors, uh, Marcus uh, Lorenzo Penn and Vera Singleton, is 510-848-4425. Again, that number, 510 848 four four two five okay um, I can have uh, the doctors to answer
0: yes uh,
4: thank you (laughs) so much Leilani Uh, I so appreciate how you appreciate appreciation (laughs) and and have pointed that out Um, you know when uh, just you know there uh, I know that there have been studies that have been done but just anecdotally when we express gratitude and feel gratitude there there's a strong feeling tone with that and and there can be a healing feeling tone with that as well you know and uh, you know, those of us that uh, you know are connected to kind of like energy medicine, or uh, you know, talking about chakras and our energy centers. That uh, a lot of that sense and feeling of gratitude can come from our heart area, and uh, some would say our our, our heart chakra, and uh, and we get to connect with that a lot of times, just when we hug each other, you know. And so there's gratitude in that. Usually, when you're expressing gratitude to someone, you do hug them, and and that can be tremendously healing. Uh, and so. Yeah you know, so there there is that good energy of uh of gratitude uh and um yeah and and I so appreciate that you you know that you recognize that and and I think that our our listeners can see that you know gratitude is a wonderful prescription <laughs> to have and to give and uh, and to embrace and and it indeed can be very healing too.
1: Thank you for that uh, Dr. Lorenzo um Marcus Lorenzo Penn, excuse me, uh, that was his voice, and uh, Dr. Vero Singleton, um, would you like to also
2: chime in on that? Yes. Um, Leilani, thank you for your question. And and I think it raises um, it raises the point of how much do you show gratitude to being alive? And how much do you show gratitude towards your body? Um, If you have a belief in a higher power, your existing, your being, your living to your full potential is gratitude. Your appreciation for what you're becoming and what you're contributing to life is gratitude. So in every moment in your life, you show gratitude, whether it's a physical hug or affection or by the words that you say or by how you treat people. This is all signs of cultivating that positive energy that is gratitude to the higher powers. And in my opinion, when you're trying to achieve a more optimal level of health, and I'll I'll just make a general note that health encompasses spirituality, your mental, emotional, your physical, it's not just uh, one aspect that you can show your gratitude to the universe for being here. You can use so many different aspects of you to show appreciation and to be the person who you, or step up to be the person who you are supposed to be in this world. So letting anger and jealousy and hatred and, you know, backbiting and gossip to rule your life is not showing gratitude for your presence here on this earth so taking the time to do that and being mindful um, it's a very very common word that i'll use and dr marcus will use is to be mindful about who you are and what you're what you're doing and what you're up to in the world so that you can open up the possibility for becoming the true person and really living up to who you are supposed to be in this world
1: very beautifully put. And that is the voice of Dr. Vera Singleton. We have another caller, uh, Patrick of East Oakland. Are you there, Patrick? Uh, Patrick, you're breaking up. Are you on a cell phone or a landline? Okay. Um, it's difficult to hear you. Uh, maybe you can talk into your phone better? Hello? Hello? Yes, hello. Yes. Yes, go
0: ahead. uh, This is a great program. It's a breath of fresh air over the air.
1: Well, thank you, Patrick.
0: Welcome. Thank you. Uh, It's a blessing, really, because I've been, what his doctor's been saying about all what he's saying is I've been living that for a number of years because, you know, I'm a Vietnam vet and I've been labeled all kinds of things, but it's all been you know, PTSD, I call it post-traumatic spirit disorder. And I finally got hold of my spirit. I'm from Hawaii, you know, and a long time ago, you know, I'm an ancient man, they call me. I'm just uh, and I found out how wise I am. I was trained for war and I retrained myself for peace and hearing people talk about like that, you know, how getting yourself together, building your temple and don't let nobody rock your temple don't compromise your beliefs in a higher power. And I, I have never I've never done it, but I've been played with by a lot of people. You it's know, Patrick. In a place.
1: Patrick, yeah. I just wondered. Uh, that's very beautifully put. Uh, do you have a question for the doctors? Yeah,
0: I want... I, yeah, we, I want we... he has a, uh something happening t- tomorrow, I heard, in San Francisco. And I just wonder... Uh, uh, some kind of a meeting with
1: a... was that one of the e- events that dr. Uh, Marcus Lorenzo yeah, Penn yeah, had talked about so uh, dr yeah. Marcus Lorenzo Penn
4: let me let me speak to that. Uh, thank you again so much for calling Patrick, and uh, definitely appreciate your your wisdom and uh, and your journey uh, as well on uh, on the spiritual path. Um, the event that you uh, are uh, speaking of. I actually was saying it was in Sacramento. It may have come off through the phone as sounding like San Francisco, same syllables. Uh, But it is in Sacramento, and uh, it is... um uh, taking place eleven to four it's a it's a women's transformation networking event there's a collection of um, of speakers of which i am one there's an artist that's speaking there's a an author and there's another a business entrepreneur uh, the four of us will be speaking on uh, what it means to um, let your brilliance shine that's that's the theme of the event and, and it takes place again from eleven a.m. to four p.m. uh... four twenty nine j street in sacramento
1: well, thank you, Dr. Marcus Lorenzo-Penn, for that information. And thank you, caller, Patrick. Thank you for calling in. We have one more caller, but I'm not sure if we have time for that caller. Um, we don't have time. I'm, I apologize for that. Um, but do keep listening to Full Circle, and we will have call-ins again and some um, some more doctors on again. Um, so I want to say that this concludes our Q&A portion of the show. I want to thank all of those of you who called in tonight, and a special thanks to my studio guest, Dr. Uh, Vera Singleton, and my via phone guest, Dr. Marcus Lorenzo Penn. Uh, Thank you both for joining us on Full Circle tonight. Uh, But before we go and say goodnight, we want to let you know about a special event happening to benefit the San Francisco Bayview newspaper. It's the Tupac Shakur Celebration of Life Day Party to honor the legendary rapper, artist, and actor, as well as his beloved mother, Afini Shakuru, who passed away this May. The celebration is June 18th, 3 to 7 p.m., at the Oakland New Parish. We have a pair of tickets to give away to call a number five at 510 848 4425. Again, a pair of tickets to the Tupac Shakur Celebration of Life Day Party at the Oakland New Parish, June 18th, to call a number five at 510 848 4425. Good luck. That brings us to the end of tonight's show. Stay um, Tune in next week to the Spanglish Power Hour on Full Circle at 7 p.m. right here on KPFA. Check out our website at kpfaapprentice.org. Uh, there you can listen to and download our past shows. Also see pictures of us and some of our guests. I'd like to let you know uh, that the Friends of Negro Spirituals present a Juneteenth celebration at the West Oakland Public Library, 1801 Adeline Street, from 1 to 4 p.m. Admission is free. Please join us there. Um, I'd also like to let you know that our executive producer is Miss Emma. Technical. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Goodbye. I'm Zakiya G.E. Part.